0: Good evening and welcome. It is Monday night. Happy Labor Day. Is it a happy Labor Day, Britt? Is that what you say for Labor Day? I always get a little confused because people say happy Memorial Day and it's really not something you should be happy about. It's more of a somber day reflection, respecting
1: the war dead. What do you say for Labor Day? Is it happy Labor Day? I mean, it's happy because we don't have to work and, you know, some people get paid for not working because it's a holiday for them. I mean, I well, work seems- myself, so I work the day. Yeah. I don't get days off to celebrate my labor. I just get to go do my labor and make my money. Um, but, you know, I guess if, you know, if you get to cook hot dogs and drink beer, that's a happy day.
0: I guess it is a happy day. But you said, you know, it's it's a day off for people that work for a living. The, Vince, those numbers are becoming fewer and fewer. Welcome to the program. But there aren't many people that are doing that, it seems, anymore. Uh, no, it doesn't. Um,
2: I don't think I've walked into a business in the last six months where they haven't been hurting for some sort of uh, employees. They can't find anyone to work. Restaurants, the hotel industry. I mean, it's 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 rampant. There's a major problem out there.
0: Trish, is it Happy Labor Day? Is it enjoy your Labor Day? Is it is it is it even is it even appropriate to say Labor Day anymore? I mean, that's a traditional U.S. holiday for a lot of years. I'm not sure we yeah. should be saying it at all.
3: I think I do believe it is happy labor day and perhaps we should not call it labor anymore because that might offend the non-birthing people. So, you know, perhaps maybe, you know, you know, Pete and his husband just had their two babies and it was so nice to see them propped up in the hospital bed when neither of them gave birth to these children. So, you know, it was nice. Is
0: that what they, I didn't see the photos. Is that what they did?
3: Yes. Yes. They, they, the two of them sitting in the hospital bed holding the twins and I'm just like, Dude, neither of you pushed those babies out. What are you doing sitting in a hospital bed? There are so many people dying of that, coronavirus. Why are you in the hospital yeah, bed?
1: Yeah. Yeah, good point. Do, so, is that considered a cultural appropriation? They're, they're uh, appropriating the women's culture of giving birth?
3: The birthing people's culture, the, the the people with the cervix, yes, yes I do believe that is appropriation. Right. And I think that I should file a lawsuit.
1: I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, I get what they were doing because they're politicians and they wanted that look of them being in the hospital bed. bit. But the reality is they adopted this child, so they should have been in a lawyer's room <laughs> right. with a bunch of paperwork and cramped hands from signing paperwork. That would have been more truthful. But they're yeah. politicians, so they have to lie. Yeah.
3: Well, they're yeah. ju- just like a men to take credit for all the women's work. You know what I'm saying?
0: It's uh, it, it's all <laughs> oh about God. optics. This administration is all about optics. Everyone in it is about optics, and uh, I don't know. The whole thing is bizarre to me. Anyway, welcome to uh, the program, everyone. Great, great to see so many joining us on a Labor Day evening as we kick off the week. Now, Britt and I, obviously, doing this this program from our studios. Britt is in the matrix. I'm in the I'm in the dungeon. But Wednesday night's program, Britt, we're going to be on the road. We're going to be in Atlantic yes. City broadcasting from Atlantic City Bike Week. Hopefully, everything comes together for Wednesday night's show.
1: I hope so. I hope so. But you know what? Bottom line is we'll get something out Wednesday night. We just don't know if it's going to be the usual show yeah. or if it's going to be some grabastic shit show. But either way, it will be fun. Yeah, it will.
0: It will be a good time. We're looking forward to be, being there. And if anybody is in the Atlantic City area, we will be there Wednesday through Sunday. So please feel free to stop out. And we'll be broadcasting periodically and regularly throughout the entire time we're there all right let's get started with the news yeah from the showboat that's right thank you uh let's get started with the news here Uh, i don't want to get into the abortion debate on this program i'd rather avoid that here but we know what's happening we've heard about it in texas and i find it particularly interesting that portland is weighing in on this particular issue um The Democrat city of Portland, we've all heard of Portland in the news for the last 18 months or so. They are considering an emergency resolution to bar any kind of trade and travel with Texas in protest of the Lone Star State's abortion heartbeat law. The city legal council is currently evaluating the legal aspects of this proposed resolution. Vince Portland has a lot of problems. This doesn't seem like something that should really be uh, occupying the time of the city legislature. I don't know. What do you think?
2: I'm not sure what Portland has to offer Texas that they're going to withhold from, to be quite (laughs) honest. So, I mean, maybe if the grunge scene was still there, but I don't think, I don't even think that's a, that's a, a Texas kind of thing anyway. Um, Listen, uh, one of the basic foundings of this country is that we're based on states' rights, so that a state can make the laws and the rules that it wants to govern its people. If you don't like it, you get to move to another state and never leave the country. It's actually a really great system that that they came up with. And, you know, if you want to be pissed about it, be pissed about it. But, Jesus, I mean, I I just don't understand how you you limit uh, trade with another state, or in this case, another municipality, because obviously Portland's not a state. It's a city that's banning an entire state. Yeah, You don't want your people to travel there? Then go somewhere else. I'm sure I'm sure the people of Portland will be very welcome somewhere else.
0: Is is this another it's example, ridiculous. Trish, of, you know, you've got a bunch of liberals who will vote on things that they know are blatantly unconstitutional. The federal government is solely tasked with the uh, the regulation of interstate trade and interstate travel this is not something that states can do on their own but these liberals and democrats either they don't know how this works or they don't care how it works which do you think it is
3: oh they don't care they absolutely don't care. honestly i don't think they know in the first place to be able to care like california banned any state travel (laughs) none of their state employees they won't pay for you to travel to florida and florida's going oh that's okay like (laughs) We don't want Californians here anyway. So like, that's cool. Like, uh, you know, (laughs) what are, what are we missing out on? Like some wines from Napa? Oh no. Oh no, life is over as I know it here in Florida. So yeah, I just, it's Portland is just a cesspool right now. So I, I honestly don't think that Texas really gives a rat's backside what Portland does.
0: To be and, and Britt, as uh, you know, buildings burn in Portland, and the streets are unsafe to walk. And the police department is defunded, and uh, there are mobs riding virtually every night and looting. Um, one of the quotes from uh, the uh, the uh, the legislature from Portland says, "This law, meaning the Texas law, does not recognize or show respect for the human rights of those who may become pregnant." They don't say women; they say those who may become pregnant, and. What about the human rights of the people that live in Portland that can't enjoy their city because they can't go outside because it's lawless?
1: Well, you know, those people have been voted in. They've been re-voted in. They've been around the, the, the city politics for a while. So, you know, the people get what they vote for. And they keep voting them in. So I, I don't I don't feel sorry for the I don't feel sorry for anybody in this country when it comes to what your representation is. You vote for what you vote for. Now live in the shit that they dealt you. Um, the reality is they don't care because this is a feel good thing. They, they get to go to their constituents. Who love what they're doing? Oh, we banned funding to Texas. Oh, yay! Here's more money for you to get reelected. You know, that's all this is. It's all showboating for their people. It's not for us. For people like us. For people that watch this show. It's not for. This is for their little circle, their little bubble that they're in in Portland. Portland is a shit. Is a shit hole. Um. Yeah, there are some people that try to vote against it to get different representation. But I'm sorry, your neighbors are idiots. It's time for you to move. If you're if, if you're a conservative or right of center, not even conservative, you're just centrist right of center. It's time to get out. It's time. To, it sucks. I get it. It really sucks. Pack your business up if you have a business and get out. You know, Texas would love centrist people. Florida will love centrist, common sense thinking people. They don't want leftists, but they would love hardworking, entrepreneurial centrist to the right people. Most states would love that. Hell, you don't even have to go that far. You could just go over to like Wyoming, Or the Dakotas. I mean, go to a little different track. So, um, again, the Portland City Council is a bunch of jack wagon. Oh, I almost said a word that got us kicked off YouTube. (laughs) They're just a bunch of jack wagons. They're idiots. Um, That that, that loud clunk sound you heard was my filter engaging, which very rarely works. Um, Yeah, so... Again, a I don't care. I I don't feel sorry for the people who live in Portland. You get what you vote for, and b the people you voted for are idiots. Uh,
0: I I love the way you got that shameless plug in for where we're going to be when you use the word showboating. That was really brilliant of you. Nice job. Yep. Um, the other thing yep. is, I just want to follow up on something you said there. Uh, you said you know they can live in their shit. They voted for this. Well, we've we didn't vote for what the federal government is made up right now, and I wouldn't say that we we should be forced to live in our shit. So. There are people in Portland, I would think, there are some of them, that uh, don't deserve what's happening there.
1: I I didn't say they don't deserve it, but I don't feel sorry for the people that... You live there. You have an option. Rally your troops and get people voted in that make better decisions, or get out. Those are your only options, or you got to live in it. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Mm -hmm. Portland's been like that for how many years now? I don't even know, but it's been... uh, so, since I've been paying attention to politics, which has been a long time, Portland has always been a leftist whack job central location.
0: The backlash on all this continues. Um, in fact, the federal uh, DOJ is getting involved. Attorney General Merrick Garland uh, said that uh, they're going to explore all options to challenge Texas and this law in order and get this, Vince, in order to protect the constitutional rights of women and. And other people. First of all, they throw the other people thing in there, which I find is interesting. But also, since when does the DOJ have the say as to what's constitutional? And I think the Supreme Court refused to hear this as a challenge to the law being unconstitutional. So for right now, it's a constitutional law.
2: There are so many, there's so many people in general, but now you have people in positions of power who do not understand the constitution. The constitution allows for the freedom of religion. If somebody has a steeped, deep religious feeling that they're against abortion, then that's their right actually protected by the constitution, not the other way around. And that's exactly what they're doing. And I'll go back to the state's rights argument as well, which is a constitutional right. What this is, this is one of the big problems you know, we've got people that are trying to basically, we have people in power that are trying to rewrite the Constitution. I think before they do it, they should at least read it. Yeah. It's, uh,
0: <laughs> it would be nice if they opened it up and took a look it at it and kind of it would. Just, a, just just yeah. flip through it, flip yeah. through it quick. <laughs> um, Trisha doesn't end just here in the United States, the European Union. This is this whole, I mean, talk about the intolerant people, the, those who claim to be the most tolerant. These leftists, these woke individuals who claim to be the ones that are tolerant and preach the rest of us about tolerance are the least tolerant among us. And it doesn't uh, exist only here in the United States. The European Union is threatening to withhold aid from parts of Poland because those parts of Poland have declared themselves. um, I I don't know if the word is anti. Let me see how they, they call it free of LGBTQ ideology. That's the way these Polish communities put it. Now, you have to remember, Poland is very heavily Catholic, and the Catholic Church has you know, um, maybe a different stance on some of this stuff, particularly the Polish Catholic Church. But basically, several several areas and towns in Poland have said they're free of LGBTQ ideology, and uh, they're now going to be punished, punished by the EU for that.
3: I was actually just in the Eastern Bloc not too long ago, and the, and Poland, Hungary, they're all kind of feeling the same crunch from the EU, um, because they are very traditional and they have blocked off their borders. They have not been accepting immigrants at all because they are trying to keep their traditional way of life intact. And I don't blame them. And yes, there are LGBTQ people in in Hungary when I was there, and there were in you know in. I was, you know, there was lots of people there. It was very openly LGBTQ, but nobody cared. Um, It's just that they don't allow that ideology to happen in their schools. They don't allow it like we do, like it's everywhere in our culture. Like it's in our schools, it's in all of our entertainment. Like I'm literally about ready to like block Amazon, you know, prime right now, because if I have to listen, to this stupid Cinderella retelling where they've completely changed the story, and you know it's not—I'm like, what? That it's not Cinderella. What are you doing? So yeah, it's just that Poland and Hungary and other countries in the Eastern Bloc have just said we are not going to tolerate this. We're not going to tolerate this kind of thing. And as far as the whole abortion issue goes in Texas, uh, listen—they're the, forgetting one really common thing. And even Ruth Bader Ginsburg brought this up about Roe versus Wade. Um, they thought that babies weren't human, that they weren't even alive, that. So the science has changed so much in 50 years and even RBGs who said, listen, this is, it's, it's going to fall one day because it was a bad case. There were other cases that would have given a much better stance for the pro abortion people and they didn't take it. They took Roe versus Wade, which started in Texas, which is why I find this so kind of ironic that this is where it might just end is in Texas again. So, Gay for Texas.
0: And I'm glad you brought up Hungary because this article also talks about Hungary talking about the European Union Commission also took issue with Hungary's actions earlier this year. They passed a law that prohibits showing LGBT and transgender content to minors. They talk about this legislation and, and in defense of it, they say that should be left to parents to discuss, Brit. Uh, That's a lesson we used to know here in the United States, that these types of issues should be left to be dealt with at home between clergy and families and doctors and families and parents and kids not being done by the schools.
1: Right. Well, but the problem is the schools have uh, have morphed basically starting from the 60s forward have morphed into a an indoctrination center and the government knows that and they want to control that's what politicians do that's what they want and then the bureaucrats that go to work within the agencies of the government using government authority you know with with uh, you know within the CDC or the FDA or the uh NA, NAC you know whoever you know whatever the three letter alphabet n- names are of these agencies that that are that are wanting to control society for uh, for a desired utopian outcome that in their little pea brain they think it'll be perfect but they never ever factor in the human element because we as humans do exactly what you'll never expect us to do and then we'll do it and it throws everything off and then we have a bad outcome because government only works in a vacuum of utopia and they will do what i say because i am the power of the government and we're Americans. We are the king of the double F U, the double-barreled. You know, put this up here where the sun don't shine. Don't you dare tell me what to do. That's what we do as Americans. We have it's in our constitution that we can protest our government. I mean, that's how protesty we are. Um, and I don't know where I was going with all that, but that's my rant. Uh,
0: I just like the fact you invented a new word, protesty. Would somebody please write that down so we can reference it later and submit it to Webster, Merriam Webster for for submission in the dictionary. You're uh, um, But, but the whole point in all of this is that again, the most, the, those who claim to be most tolerant are the least tolerant. And that continues here, True. Vince. Uh, GoDaddy is now has announced they are going to stop hosting a website. That is a Texas anti-abortion tip website. Now, You know, maybe GoDaddy has some uh, longstanding belief on this political issue. But I also remember a bakery, I think it was in Ohio, that was not allowed to not serve people it didn't agree with. I remember uh, Chick-fil-A, Vince being, uh, you know, beaten up because they took uh, a stand on a political issue. But these these woke companies seem to be able to do it at will. And then the other side, of course, conservative positions are beaten up and uh, aren't allowed to stand. So it's the double standard yeah oh
2: it definitely is um you know in chick-fil-a that actually that just flared up here in New York because uh, there's gonna be adding some chick-fil-as to the uh to the uh uh, re- uh the new throughway uh, rest area that's that, right uh, that they're building all across the state and uh and and, and they're I think the great example of the real the, the the real problem here it's not that it's not that chick-fil-a took a stance on something or said something it's because chick-fil-a when it comes down to it is a they uh, their their business model is that they are a religious based business and that's what they believe and that's how they want to conduct their business and again this is one of those situations where you know if that's how chick-fil-a wants to wants to you know conduct themselves they should be able to do that and and i and it shouldn't stop business and and you know i find it actually i'm, I'm quite surprised that even with a little uh pushback here in new york from a lot of the liberal uh, lawmakers when they heard they were coming chick-fil-a is still coming they're still allowing and they're not they're not they're not putting, so they didn't win that argument, which kind of surprised me here in New York. But it's the same thing with 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 GoDaddy. I mean, and and where the hell, especially? I mean, if if you really want to get into the, the to the to the debate with GoDaddy, if they really want, to, I I think it's a slippery so, slope for a, a company like that. Again, if that's their company motto and they want to do that, that's fine. But does that mean GoDaddy now wants to be? Uh, wants to be judged by the type of uh, websites that they're hosting because I guarantee for everyone that they think it's a great thing that we're going to take down. I can find you 10, 12 more that could make them look like, uh, you know, that maybe they're not the the woke uh, type of uh, company they think to be, and isn't GoDaddy? Didn't they build their entire brand on on Danica Patrick uh, half stripping during Super Bowl <laughs> commercials? Right. I mean, that, so so you know now now they're the moral police on abortion. Okay, all right, great, yeah. Great. It just it, I mean the the double standard goes beyond just a double standard. It really does. It's almost it's it's almost laughable. It, it,
0: it really is. Now. It, it is Trish. Um, you know, there as Britt often talks about this parallel economy. Uh, this website that's being referenced in this particular. Article, Article So they have found an alternate hosting platform and they've moved their site to that alternate platform and GoDaddy says good riddance and the company is probably now happier to be on a site where they aren't under threat of being uh, deplatformed. Um, but there are a lot of companies that have been deplatformed and there are a lot of services that people have come to rely on, whether it's PayPal, um, you know, things like uh, uh, Lyft and uh, Uber are getting involved in these fights, uh, you know, at what point does does the American consumer have to start making every decision based on who they feel they need to support politically?
3: Uh, we're past that point already. I mean, like that you have you as conservatives we have to start making a stand and it's already here i mean when you have people who like look at mike flynn just got his his chase credit card turned off and then of course a couple days later it was like oh we're sorry it was a mistake we didn't mean for that to happen no you literally sent him a letter saying his reputation you do not want to be associated with and you canceled this credit card it wasn't a mistake you just weren't ready for the backlash because that's where it comes in when people like us normal everyday working day schmucks we take a stand and say okay chase fine i'm going to cancel my credit card i'm going to get rid i'm going to change over my home mortgage to someone else and that, you got to make them feel the crunch like i did it with bank of america i i canceled all of my bank of america accounts and i joined my local credit union after they turned over all that information of anybody who was in the washington dc area on j- january 6th with no subpoenas no nothing they just handed it all over and I'm like no like you do not have the right to share my private banking information not my my information or no anybody else's and if I can't trust my bank to do that basic thing then I'm going to go somewhere else so you know bank of america lost myself they lost my mom who has a lot of money invested in bank of america she pulled everything so I'm like you know maybe if more people just did that and went to their local businesses and invested in them maybe then we have these big businesses would finally you know stop doing this you know but everything that's won't goes to shit it seems so i hope i hope that they that people, other people pull their websites from them and move someplace
0: else. Yeah, I actually pulled my websites. I have five or six websites and I pulled them all from Go, GoDaddy just because of their poor customer service. It wasn't even political in nature. Now I'm glad I did. Um, but the other thing is that Britt, you know, I still won't drink Coca-Cola products. I, I switched to Pepsi out of protest of Coca-Cola stance. On the Georgia election law, I would if I haven't flown recently, but I'm going to avoid Delta Airlines. Um, and you and I had talked about Michael Flynn's Chase accounts. I think maybe Sunday night. I don't remember when it was. We talked about it. We talked about it, and you said, you know, what can we, yeah. what can we do? And I said, basically, what Trish just said. We just have to stop doing business with these
1: companies. Is that the right strategy? Yeah. As much as we can. I mean, it's the only strategy that we have. It's the only thing we can do. I mean, if they want to, if they want to, you know, if a company wants to voice their political views, then. Okay, then I have that, – that allows me to go, oh, I don't want to put, put my money there. I'd rather put it over here at this, you know, whatever. I, I just miss the days of, like, you know, when Elvis Presley was like, hmm, I don't do politics, yeah. you know. That's not my thing. I want to sell to everybody, you know. Right. I, I just miss those days when when companies are companies, they just provide a service, and that's that. And then, you know, politicians do the politicking. But that's not where we're at now. Like Trish said, we're already that, – that, that, that horse is already loose, and I, there's no getting her back in the barn – um so we just got to deal with it and that, that that is it the greenbacks are the answer. If we stop giving them the greenbacks, they will change their tune. But then again, I, I I go like this, okay, so Chase Chase, you know, canceled Flynn because, you know, Chase is a left-wing whack job CEO who probably is not even American. Um and then they go oops, oops, oh, we're sorry and they gave it back to him. So does that mean I give them back my business? No, screw you. You already you already fucking lost it. Screw you. I'm done. I'm gone. I'm not coming back. You're on your own. I hope you go under. But you know what? They're too big to fail. Our federal government will use my tax dollars, our tax dollars, to fund them to keep them afloat because they're too big to fail. Because then the federal government gives them all their money, all that money, and then those banks give it to their lobbyists, who then funnel it back to the politicians via their family members and close friends and accounts and super PACs, and it's just this big circle of, of of turds going around in circles, and all of us are just sitting here going, uh, "Stop taking my money, please." um can we can we just get to the civil war part where we can just be done with you guys i mean i don't know what i don't know what but the 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 wheel just keeps on grinding just keeps on grinding you know no matter how long we sit here and complain about it and do our things and vote for the certain peoples and whatnot do our best it seems like the shit wheel just keeps on turning and just keeps on turning and i don't know how we stop that
0: I just have to make a comment, Britt, and then you can take it here. Haas uh, in our YouTube chat said he'll never drink P.P. Cola, meaning Pepsi. Um, I have to admit, it took it took a while for me to get used to it. I still probably not my preference from a taste perspective, but from a principled perspective, it is my preference right now.
1: Right, and try R.C. Cola. It's still around. That is from just, when we were in high school. When we were kids. I don't
0: remember liking that at all. <laughs> I think I. I mean, do you drink it? Do you drink R.C. Cola? Have you in a while? Royal Crown.
1: I haven't in a while, no. I I, I went to Dr. Pepper. Vince is Vince is laughing like it. he
0: remembers what R. C. cola tastes like. It's it's like going to the, the grocery do. store and getting the you know, the generic, you know, what was it, penguin cola or or, or just the, the, the thing that says cola.
1: You know, it's nothing else but just cola. <laughs> right, just <it's> cola. <cool. laughs> all right, Brett, all yours. Yeah. Tab. Yeah. And, tab, oh, and, uh, tab. and in uh, it, tab, oh tab oh tab's horrible. Uh, but in the foxhole <laughs> chat, uh Wesconian Westco- just said when someone tells you who they really are, believe them. And they're telling us who they are. And we don't, and and again, we don't have to, it's not, it's a lot of work doesn't mean you got to read a lot, but they're telling us exactly what they're doing. We just have to go to their websites and read it and read the agendas and go to the, you know, the World Economic Forum. They're telling us what they're doing. We just got to read it and understand it and then go, no, I don't think so. Um, I'm going to do something a little lighter right now because this stuff's a little heavy and sad, but um, I I love, we're, we're talking about fighting back and what do we do? And I love this Florida diner. The Florida diner put up a sign that basically said, "If you voted, if you voted for and continue to support and stand behind the worthless, inept, and corrupt administration currently inhabiting the White House, that is complicit in the death of our servicemen and women in Afghanistan. Please take your business elsewhere. God bless America. God bless our soldiers." So that sign went up, and then, the, and then Trish, the, you're you're out there. I don't know if this place is close to you. And then within seven hours, they had to close because they ran out of food because they were so busy and the next day they were busy and now today they're busy so uh this is my kind of fighting back you know what you don't want you don't like us we don't like you go away we don't want your money
3: it's not anywhere near me but let me tell you if it was i would have eaten there and and that's kind that's kind of where i'm at now like if i go to a, a business and they say oh you have to wear a mask like this weekend You know, the parental unit and I were gonna go, you know, take a day trip, but every place we wanted to go still required masks. And we were like, screw it. So she just came to my house and we hung out and grilled steaks and hung out by the pool. And because you know what? If you're gonna make me do something I don't wanna do, then I'm not going. I just, you don't obviously don't want my money. So screw you and I'm done. So I'll just, I'll spend my money with people who I agree with what they're doing. And if I don't agree with you, I'm not gonna spend my money there. I'm old enough now, I just don't care.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And you have the option to stay home. And, you know, it's funny. It's funny, Vince. And uh, in, in here in L.A. where I live, I mean, I live in Orange County, but I, I work in L.A. every day. And I noticed that when the when the mask mandates first came back last week, everybody at the slows that I go to was wearing. It. I refuse to wear. I will not wear a mask. Um, I'm vaccinated for a reason. Um, but I've no, I noticed today that it's about 50 percent. So it's like it's waning off now. It's like people are finally just going no, no. But back to this restaurant. This is a way to fight back. I mean, I love it. Have you seen anything like this? I mean, you're 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 eyeball deep in politics all of your life for the most part. Have you ever seen this kind of fighting back going on?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think. I think I, well, to start I, the whole premise that a lot of these companies take. I mean, when you look at a political issue. Uh, almost uh, any political issue, if you t- at its at its on its premise, right? It's usually a 50-50 issue. Now, not maybe evenly split, but there's certainly you know uh, half half the people you've got you've got you know you've got an even split of people who are on one side another side of an issue. Then you've got these the group in the middle who either don't have an opinion or don't know what's going on, right? So it's always a split issue. I could never figure out a business taking a stand politically and alienating 50% of their political or their potential business base. That never made sense to me, but you are starting to see, and I see this all the time and it's, 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 I think this is a situation here this this example and I think some of the other examples that I've seen are people that understand their business base they understand that they live in a place that's a little more right of center and and and, and they're going to take advantage of that. I don't think the left does that nearly as well and they're going to shove it down your throat regardless and they're like well, we don't care about business. I mean on a, on a on a small example I drive by a place about uh, probably about 12 miles from my house uh, they, I, I, there's a, a it's not even a business it's a it's a it's a private home and they're selling bundles of firewood and the, it's $20 a bundle and it says but well, if you voted for Trump it's $15 a bundle <laughs> so it's things like that you're actually yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's up in Sky of the Lake actually JV if you're good to know a, good to know Looking get for a discount on firewood oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we it, should go buy that's, some that's the whole the whole idea I think I think good businesses understand their they understand their base they understand the people they're appealing to and and that's it. I think your example is just that and I, I've and I have seen that where people are starting to push back and say listen if you're gonna throw your woke your woke BS down our throats watch what we're gonna do. But when when they do it from the right, they actually understand their base a lot better. And actually, I, I got to tell you, about a yep. month ago, I was in LA, uh, Britt, and uh, I was surprised. Uh-huh. I mean, certainly, you know that everybody was, you know, it, actually, it was the first time in my life I think I've ever gone from New York to anywhere else in the world that was more restrictive on anything than New York was at the time. So okay. that was that was that was fascinating. But certainly, I I was surprised by the pushback. Uh, that that LA was actually seeing with people that didn't want to follow the mask mandate or were certainly a little more vocal about uh, you know not wanting to partake or or follow the rules or, or at least you know they're either they're over it or they don't believe it one or, one or the other it was interesting
1: yeah and and that's what I'm noticing is the pushbacks getting more and more and then. The poor Lowe's employees—they all have to wear masks by mandate of the LA County's health, so they all wear them. But of course, they're right here, you know. They—they they don't wear them right, and their management's not pushing them on it. You know, it's just it's on their face. F you, JV. Yeah. Do you want to comment on this, or I'm going to switch subjects? To something.
0: A I'm going to let you switch subjects, but before I do, I do have to bring something up here. You know, Brett, when we started the program, yeah. we didn't have a dress code. We don't, you know, we don't believe in that. We don't think we need it, but I do think we did mention something about Peter Frampton T-shirts, Vince. I think that was. really... Ruled out from the beginning. Um what? Don't, don't I'm know. rocking the. Don't you do know, like? I'm rocking the. <laughs> My question is though: is that a Peter Frampton shirt from the '70s that you're still wearing, or is is this like uh, when he's you know when he's ret- touring recently? Yes.
2: Well. <laughs> Let's let's just say I, I wasn't I wasn't able to see him in the seventies, so this is from a more recent tour. Okay, good to know. But it's a ret- right. it's a retro shirt from a more recent tour. All right,
0: good to know. All How's right, that? let me just How's let that? me just say one uh, thing about all of this. I talk what, about
2: talk about shoving talk about shoving your wokeness down people's
0: throats. <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> um. When I, when I owned radio stations here locally, uh, I had a salesperson who went to stop into one of the businesses that uh, exists here in the area. That's where radio stations get their revenue from advertising from local businesses generally. And my salesman went into this business and um, announced who he was. And the guy said, "Oh, doesn't your isn't your owner a Republican?" And he said, "I'm not sure. I maybe he is. I think so." And he said, "Yeah, he's a Republican. I'm not doing business with you." And my and my salesman left. And I thought to myself, "That is the most ridiculous idiot that I that I've ever." And I didn't even personally encounter this guy. My salesman did and told me the story. I'm like, "I can't believe anybody right. would would act that way," uh, especially Vince, as you know. We live in a very small community. Everybody basically knows everybody. Uh, and to alienate yeah. people in that fashion, all he had to do was say, no, thank you or whatever. If you didn't want to do business, that's fine. But to be right. that insulting was, was yeah. ridiculous. So it exists. It's, it's, it permeates a lot of people. I notice it very heavily on the left. That's just the way it is. So that's what I'll say about that. You can go. You can move forward.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I would agree. I, the the left, who claim to be the most open minded, uh, all accepting people, are actually the most racist, closed minded, myopic, small minded, small penis people on the planet. So I'm going to switch to something a little more. Um, Do, they Do they wear Frampton shirts? Do they wear Frampton shirts? Yes. <laughs> um. Anyway, so I'm going to switch. Okay, so. I'm a little confused here, JV, and I'll I'll start this dark one with you, go around the horn, and then give it back to you for your for whatever you have. So um, I, I saw this. This is from Catherine Herridge on CBS. Um, I mean, we're supposed to be shutting down Guantanamo Bay, but despite President Biden's pledge goal to close Guantanamo Bay detention camps after a <clears throat> review that she did, and she's very spot on. She's a great reporter. Uh, a multi-million-dollar construction project is underway, including additional military court space and expanded workspace for handling classified intel. I'm a little confused, JV. If we're if we're you know getting rid of all of our Taliban-type uh, people, why would they be expanding Guantanamo Bay prison?
0: Uh, that's a, a great yeah. That's a great question. I saw an article today too, doing uh, you know doing prep for the show tonight. Um, I can't remember the 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 terrorist's name, but it was one of the uh, organizers of 9/11 who's still in Guantanamo, and, and he's been waiting for a trial for 15 years, and he's still sitting there waiting for this trial. So maybe they're preparing to give all give whoever's left their their you know their trials because they seem to think the liberals seem to think that these folks are do are due due process as afforded to American citizens by the U.S. Constitution. I don't happen to believe it. These are war criminals. These are uh, people that should be. Uh, Tried through military justice not through criminal courts uh so but i don't know i mean that's a very in, interesting maybe they maybe they're already projecting the return to afghanistan that's going to have to happen because of the way they left maybe that's what they're getting ready for
1: mm, maybe maybe um trish uh so so what jv just mentioned might be true maybe they're getting ready to do more more trials but it still keeps it going smaller and smaller and smaller um and if 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 we're supposed to, if the liberals who are in charge of everything think that, uh, think that uh, they deserve due process, why would they just not bring them to the mainland where we already have courts set up? And why would they build it out there? Or is there some grift going on? Are we going to find out that Joe Biden's uncle's brother is uh, over there building everything and pocketing half the money?
3: Well, no, that would just be his brother, which he's already done. His brother oh. has already gotten billion-dollar contracts anyway. So you know, it's going to be his brother. What's his name? Frank, I think, is his name. He's a James? Brother? Is
0: yeah. it James? Frank. And there's yeah, a, and there's a I Frank. You think of James. Whatever. Yeah,
3: yeah, whatever. Jimmy, Jimmy Joe, Bob, Jimmy Joe Bob Biden um, is already getting millions in contracts anyway. So would it surprise me that it turns out to be his brother who's over there making all the money? Yeah no i get at this point nothing will surprise me the war machine is amping up again so for them to you know for them to say we're building up Guantanamo doesn't surprise me um i know that Northrop Grumman and i know that all these other companies are going to be like yay we need to build more weapons because they left them all in afghanistan and now we have to give them more weapons because they're going to send more troops back to deal with it now it, it's just the grift is there the grift is on and it, it's it's very disconcerting because I want a Hummer. I want a Humvee. So can I go to Afghanistan and get my oh, tax I, money back and just and just get one? Because like I that would, would be awesome.
1: I would love to have an MRAP. I would love to have an but MRAP. There you go. That would be amazing just to drive down the street in, especially when I go to work in LA. So Vince, so 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 Guantanamo <laughs> was built for war combatants that we've picked up on the battlefield in foreign countries so that we don't have to bring them to America to deal with the constitutional stuff. Not that they would deserve it anyways. But is it possible that they might be expanding this because they think they're going to be able to try Trump supporters over there? You know, the January 6th people, or, you know, who knows what's coming up in the future that they're going to jump on and use as an excuse to, oh, these are terrorists uh, committing war crimes against America, so we're going to send them over to Guantanamo to try them as terrorists.
2: Uh, Let me tell you, I I always I always say, and I've said it on on the show, you guys have heard me say this before, that it's 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 never about what it seems. It's always about what they're trying to hide behind, what they're trying to do to make, you know, whatever the expansion is that they want you to think it is. That's always the you know, the 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 uh, the facade of what's really going on behind it. So what is that now? Yeah, listen, are they ever going to just drag Trump supporters out of their homes? No, but let's be honest, we've we've thrown around the term domestic terrorist. A hell of a lot more, and a lot more loosely in terms of its definition, probably in the last six months to a year than we ever have in this country. Uh, domestic terrorism used to be very, uh, very, uh, you know, uh, specifically defined, and now we seem to be throwing that out. You know, if you if you protest the wrong way, you're a domestic terrorist. Uh, that I think is becoming very dangerous. Right. You know, at the same time, at the same time, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, uh, in New York though. Uh, um, you know, one of the one of disgraced governor, former governor Andrew Cuomo's last uh, things in office was he he, he uh, pardoned a bunch of uh, of, of criminals, and, and a couple of them were members of the Weather Underground, who were part of a Brinks robbery uh, that happened back uh, back in the '80s uh, down in Rockland County. I mean those were domestic terrorists. They were part of a domestic terrorist organization and we're letting them out of jail. So isn't it, it's crazy to think that that's where we're actually going is that, you know, it's actually gonna be protesters uh, who are doing, who are gonna be there. You know, there's one thing that came out of Afghanistan that hasn't been talked about. And, I, and, and this becomes an interesting tie into that. Um, Cause we've heard about all the other aspects uh, of, you know, the refugees and our, our people that we've left behind and all of that. Think of all the contractors that have that were working in Afghanistan, whether they were, you know, the military or building schools and roads and everything else, all of those contractors, yeah. and, and, and as hastily as this pullout happened, you have to, you have to imagine that they also didn't think about the number of jobs that were going to be lost, the number of, of major, major U.S. companies that were going to be probably out of business when all of these contracts in Afghanistan overnight are just gone. So you have to wonder now if this expansion at Guantanamo is a way to cover up the fact that hey this is this a, this is a continuation of the botched Afghan pullout is what this is is that we need oh, we need to put these guys back to, we, we need to put these contractors to work we can't just you know uh, let them you know, leave these guys on the hook with these millions and millions of dollars of contracts that we had going. So again it's never about what it so, seems it's always about what's behind the behind the scenes right? That's true.
1: And the reality is Maybe they're not building anything, and the money's just going into a black hole CIA site, running some black holes, black ops CIA stuff. I don't know. JV, comment on whatever you want or move on. Your call. Yeah,
0: I mean, I find that interesting, too, because they did that exact thing that Vince was talking about to the contractors that were building the border wall. They stopped work. Those contractors just stopped working, and they don't didn't right. seem too care, concerned about them. They also didn't seem too concerned about the ones that were working on the Keystone Pipeline who all just got put out of work. uh Katmandu in our Foxhole chat says, we need to be thinking bigger. We need to be thinking bigger. I'm not sure what cat means, but maybe we need to start about this particular Guantanamo issue. So maybe we have to do that. But here's something that we've all been thinking a lot about. And I'm going to just preface this by saying we need to be careful about our language as we talk about this next topic, because we've already been uh, had a strike on YouTube once a second strike within 90 days we're well within that 90 day period means a significant long significantly longer suspension we're hoping to avoid that for the time being so having said that um, according to this report all hells about to break loose in georgia there's a report now we have to remember That uh, Stacey Abrams basically strong-armed the Secretary of State of Georgia and the State Elections Board in Georgia to pass an emergency rule that allowed the widespread use of unsupervised ballot drop boxes for the 2020 presidential – or the election, not just the presidential election, but 2020. And under that law, only only the voter – or his or her legal representative is allowed to deposit ballots in the drop boxes. And part of the emergency rule that allowed those drop boxes required that 24-7 video surveillance was placed at each drop box location. There is a conservative watchdog group. This group is called True the Vote. They have obtained all of this video surveillance footage. They've watched and analyzed the thousands of hours of this this footage, and they've reportedly found evidence that shows over 240 ballot harvesters in Georgia illegally going from drop box to drop box in the middle of the night, dumping backpacks full of ballots into those. And they have been while they were wearing gloves, which they presume was to hide fingerprints on those ballots. Vince, again, treading very lightly here. What are your thoughts on this?
2: You know, this is something else I've said before, too, is that, you know, uh, elections have built in inconsistencies, they have built in error, and it's usually human error, but it's, it's interesting because I know that the one thing that you can definitely combat against is ballot harvesting. And especially when it comes to illegal ballot harvesting and when it comes to stuffing ballot boxes, there's a very easy way to do that. But it seems to me that all of the rules and uh, and the law changes that we've that we're coming up against recently are all ways that are going to make it easier to to, to without uh, lack of a better term to, to rig an election or at least to to you know to whether it's voting multiple times, voting for other people, doing that. It, it, we're, Listen, there's no one that is going to argue making it easier uh, to vote, making voting more accessible. All that anybody wants, though, is to make sure that their elections are done in a fair way and that as an individual voter, that person wants one thing. They want to make sure that their vote is counted. And if once you lose that that uh that that peace of mind, if you will, of the voter. That's where, that's when you lose your your ballot integrity. Right there is when the voter loses the peace of mind to know that their vote's being counted, and that's where we're 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 going to. And uh, there's part of me that that is concerned that what we're actually looking at is when uh, w- whether it's true or not, the more insecure you feel about voting, the closer you're going to be to feeling that your vote doesn't count, and then all of a sudden now we're talking about a voter suppression measure. And when you have video that shows people stuffing all kinds of ballots, when you have all of this discussion and the arguments over the integrity of voting, I think the crux of the problem becomes as you build that insecurity, you're actually going to start to cause suppression of the voters. You're going to have a lot of people. And if you think back to 2016, when Trump pulled out a lot of disinfected type of of voters who hadn't voted in a while, who didn't vote, and the left would like nothing more for those people in 2024 to sit the hell home again and not come out and vote. So I think we should be very careful to watch. It, it, it listen they're going to talk about access they're going to talk about accessibility but at the end of the day they want people to feel insecure about voting they want them to get, to get to the point where they say hey I'm not going to vote it doesn't matter my vote doesn't count and when
0: you get somebody to that point that's when the suppression comes in and Trish you know one of the things that we reflect on here for this past presidential election is that um, you know when you have questions, and you try to get answers to those questions as to the validity of the vote regardless of the state of the circumstances it seems as though they don't want you peeling back the curtain at all and it, doesn't that create more distrust than it does you know anything else i mean if you have questions and you can be it can be demonstrated to you that no in fact you know those are valid questions but here's the truth and you're, and you know it was all legit then we'd we'd probably walk away happy or not happy with the outcome but certainly happy with the with the integrity of it
3: Right. No, it's and it's absolutely this this idea that you aren't allowed to know what happened. It's like, wait a minute. What? Like, why? Well, why not? Why can't I check my ballot and know, like, I know that my ballot was received and it was counted. But do I know who I voted for? Like, I know who I voted for. I know who I wrote down. But does that mean that's my ballot? That was put. That's another question that now people are going to have. Like, did they change my ballot? We already know that that's that happened a lot, that we know that these the ballots were adjudicated by the you know, the people with the passwords. So I, we already know this was happening. So yeah, I think people are going to... I And it, I think the whole the thing about Georgia that really gets me is that Georgia is not a swing state. Florida was a swing state, but Florida took care of all of their voter issues two years ago. We cleaned house down here. We passed all these... And it's it's not... You can still vote by mail down here. It's just you have to register in advance. You have to prove who you are. You have to do... So they're not just mass, you know, mailing ballots to everyone. You have to ask for your ballot in advance. You can't just say, "Oh, I want, you know, I, I want to do it now." No, you can't. You had to do it within this certain time window. So it's it, it it boggles my mind that Florida is now not the redheaded stepchild of the voting world, which is kind of it's kind of odd for us down here. So this is kind of nice, but I I'm very curious to see this video. And I I unfortunately it's I have a horrible feeling that it's all true
0: um I'm very very nervous to hand this over to Britt on this particular topic because I know he, his filter only engages sometimes but Britt being very very mm. careful and very cautious because you know what's at stake here uh you know you actually kind of encountered some of this uh, in your personal life very recently as how this uh this uh, you know mailing vote uh, ballots to everybody can be can go wrong quickly a and B you and I have always agreed there should be some measure, some threshold by which people need to be invested in the voting process. Where's that threshold? What should it be? I mean, I'm I'm of a mind that it should voting election day should be one day, and everybody should go on that day, cast their vote in person. And if you need an absentee ballot for a legitimate reason, you
1: apply for it and get it that way. That's what that's where I am. That's exact that's where I am. You you have to be invested in it. Um so so my personal thought on it is the only way you get an absentee ballot is if you have a handicapped placard on your car. That's the only way you get it. Otherwise, get your ass off the couch, get in your car or get on your bus and go to the voting poll and vote and know what you're voting for. I mean, I literally just experienced here in the Gavin Newsom recall just first just yesterday. When I was over at my ex-wife's house where my kids live, I was working on some electrical for my daughter for a new kiln. And my ex-wife shows me these two ballots right here that I just put up here. And, of course, they're vertical and they should be horizontal, but whatever. But she she received two ballots, one under her maiden name, one under her married name. These are two ballots with two different barcodes. So these, she could literally cast both of these and send them in. And they would not catch this because it's... Two different barcodes; it would just go in. That happened. Um, I am my girlfriend's very liberal. She got her mail, ba- the ballot mailed to our house for her and her son. Her son's in the navy, and she had to ask him four times to vote. He really wasn't into it, and then he finally did it because mom was riding him. You extrapolate that out. How 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 many how many people voted? that never would have voted, don't know what they're voting for, don't don't care to be educated and wouldn't do it except they got mom or dad in their face or they got super, super liberal uh, you know, son that's in college and super woke and in their face and tell them, do it, do it, do it. Okay, just, just sign it and give it to me and I'll fill it out for you. I mean, or, or in LA, you can sell your ballot for 50 bucks. 50 bucks, they'll buy it from you. And then that gets swooped off and taken somewhere. And then it probably just like what JV was talking about with Georgia, it ends up in a backpack, filled out, middle of the night, gets shoved in somewhere. And for Georgia, for Georgia, uh, part of the Stacey Abrams uh, accord with the Secretary of State of Georgia, uh, they took the the signature verification from 10 points down to 1 point. Basically, you just got to get a scribble on the line, and they'll accept it as a signature for that ballot. Um, So they got rid of all their securities. And then all that stuff's getting shoved in. So I'm trying to be very. I, I am. I want to let such a great like job. 18 f bombs. You're, so, you're doing such a great and, job. And go down a road. Yeah, a great but job. I personally have experienced the. I have experienced the uneducated voter being harassed to vote because ballots were sent out everywhere, and uh, my ex-wife has two ballots that she could do. And how how far does that spread out? I mean, that's what L was talking about for the 2020 election. She stumbled across the maiden gate. They called it. Well, I just, I just personally experienced it. So now I can say I have personal experience with this. I have seen this with my own two eyes. This happens and how many more is there out there? And when we're talking about elect now, California is different because we're, we're a leftist blue state. So the, the blowouts on the federal level are big, but on the local levels, it's a couple hundred votes, city councils. It's a couple hundred votes judges. I mean, it doesn't take much to flip some of that stuff. And we are now experiencing and learning with the George Soros-funded DAs and the Bloomberg-funded anti-gun DAs at the local level are wreaking havoc on the justice system. And now in the city of L.A., where I work every day, it is insanely unsafe, and people are terrified. But they're poor, and they can't go anywhere, while the Nancy Pelosi's and the Gavin Newsom's and the the Eric Garcetti's mayor of L.A., you know, they live in their, their fenced-in Uh, mansions paid for by the government with the LAPD surrounding it or the state police. So uh, this is bad all the way around. And again, if we don't get to something that we as a country, all of us can accept as this will be a fair election. If half the country doesn't think it's fair, it doesn't work. We are headed to a divorce. Whether it's peaceful or not is still to be written, but we are headed to a divorce. All right. Why don't
0: you take it uh, for the next one and See what you got
1: here. All right, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm gonna try a complicated one here, JV. See if you got. What do we got? We're at fifty-one. Um, no, actually, I'm not. I, I, I I'm gonna do this though. So, um, the FTC is reportedly investigating McDonald's. We didn't talk about this, right, JV? No, we haven't. Did we talked about it offline. Okay, the FTC is investigating McDonald's. Trish, do you know why? Just real quick. Do you know why the FTC is actually investigating McDonald's? No? (laughs) No idea. Uh, Vince, do you know why the FTC would be investigating McDonald's?
2: I haven't heard this
1: Apparently, it is wicked important that the FTC gets to the bottom of why the McFlurry machines are always broken (laughs) when you go through the drive-thru. I cannot tell you how many times, Vince, I've been with my kids and they want a McDonald's McFlurry and I go through the drive-thru, I get off the freeway, I find a McDonald's, it's open, I go through the drive thru and the McFlurry machine is broken. Is this a good use of our of our taxpayer money to investigate McDonald's ice cream machines? <laughs> i do
2: remember hearing a little bit about this had something to do with the uh the the maintenance contracts on these things can only be done by the company that i guess sold them the cut right but wasn't that i think that was settled in court that that, they couldn't do that right and they could now fix them locally or whatever but still unless this is one of the biggest like i don't know antitrust cases to ever come about i i cannot understand why the FTC would be looking into this at all to be quite honest it makes zero sense zero sense
1: yeah i I don't know, Trish, I I personally am, I I get livid when I go to the McDonald's and the McFlurry machine is down because that's what I want. And they're always down. And apparently the franchisees are always bitching about them being down because apparently it's a good moneymaker for them. But again, our federal government is investigating this. Does this make, I mean, does this make sense?
3: Well, nothing our government does makes sense anymore. I mean, it's just, it's been ridiculous, but the the solution is simple. You go to Wendy's and you get a Frosty. It's a simple solution. <laughs>
1: yeah, but you can't suck. You can't suck a Wendy's Frosty through a straw. You got to spoon it while you're driving. That just makes, then you got to drive with your knees while you spoon out the Frosty.
3: And how is this a problem? We live in America, Brit. Dude, like you can <laughs> drive with your knees. Like, are you, what? Okay. there's no problem huh? here
1: you are an unsafe person. You need to go to Guantanamo JV being an owner of businesses that have lots of moving parts and electronics. Um, if you were forced by, by some entity, some parent company to use a specific machine, would you want the government to come in and regulate them forcing you to use that machine? No, of
0: course not. First of all, I'm going to tell you something. McFlurries are delicious. So I can understand why this would be a public issue. Um, And I think the figure was something like at any given time, 11% of the McFlurry machines around the country are out of order. Now, having said that, one of the things the FTC does regulate is truth in advertising. And if if McDonald's is telling people, come to McDonald's because we have McFlurries, and with a very regular basis, you go there and you can't get a McFlurry, that is a a, a trade issue that the FTC might look at if there's complaints. And apparently enough people have complained about this that they've decided to take this one on. So um, I don't think they're looking at regulating the machines, but they're trying to figure out if this is an unfair practice of advertising deception. Or something along those lines is my guess. I'm not a McFlurry expert. I'm not an FTC expert, uh, but that's my guess on the whole thing. Okay, right. I'll go with that. That's what Sound I got. Good? Back to you. All right, I've got one more thing here. I want to I want to talk about quickly. Uh, Fairfax County is shelling <laughs> out 32.7 million dollars in bonuses to extraordinary teachers who worked from home during the pandemic. This is appalling. Virginia's largest school district, by the way, this has also been the epicenter of the uh, critical race theory uh, issues with school board and parents battling it out, but they shelled out $32.7 million in bonuses to teachers for their extraordinary contributions and sacrifices during the COVID-19 pandemic through teachers, uh, though teachers in the district uh, almost exclusively worked for home. Board member Ricky or Riccardi Anderson announced that Fairfax County will distribute the money. And this is from their COVID relief funds from the government, from the federal government. They're going to give it to teachers, bus drivers and other staff for the extraordinary work they did during the pandemic. Vince, I was thinking all along teachers pay should be cut in half if they don't have to go to work. Here they are getting bonuses out of COVID relief money.
2: Yeah, you would think so. Um, let me start by saying something I've always believed is that I think I think teachers individually are great. When they become a union, that's when they become the problem. Let's let's make that clear. This is a teachers' union issue, right? And they're uh, certainly uh, this this makes zero sense. It makes zero sense, right down to the picture on that article where you have some teacher at home bundled up because apparently she can't afford the heat, right, in her house, and wearing the mask because she's going to get COVID through the. Uh, through your computer, teaching your class. Uh, I just, I listen, that's as absurd as the actual issue. Um, I, 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 this is one of those situations again, where, where, uh, you know, you get the teachers unions who, uh, I guess I, how do, what do you call it? Do you call it masterful? Because why do they get to do this time and time again, where they make, they make it out like, like, I mean, if, if you're a teacher today in this day and age, you've, you've got it okay i mean you still get your summers off you know you get most major holidays off you're getting a decent salary because they're they're not getting paid you know even teachers just out of college aren't getting paid the 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 low wages that it, that they were maybe uh maybe hell, that was probably three four decades ago now um so they're doing quite well they end up with great uh, retirement packages at the end they have they have, they have their health care uh they like I said, if all the schools shut down tomorrow because of covid they had to shut down every single uh school in the country for a period of time their paychecks wouldn't stop you know I, where's where's that help for the small business owner where's that help for who by the way are still struggling to come back from from the shutdown where you know either they were shut down or they didn't have any any traffic because no one was was going out into the you know into in, into the public but you know it, it just seems like when it comes to certainly when it comes to our teachers and by the way any teacher worth their weight in worth their weight at all would look at that would would look at that article themselves and say that 32 million dollars should go into the classrooms it should go into education it should be it should be used for the students and i i'd find hard i think i'd be hard pressed to think that there wouldn't be a teacher out there who would agree with that statement again it's the unions that make teachers this this evil group and you know, again, I always say this. I'll, I'll say this every single time. Before a, a, a union president or the the head of one of these major the major unions like uh, UFT or or, uh, or one of those, uh, I, they let's disclose their salaries and then let's have a conversation. Let's know how much they're getting paid to be a union head and not step foot in the classroom ever, and then tell us all what the what the teachers need. It's uh, it's uh, yeah,
0: Trish. Um, this money was. Uh, it, 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 this really calls into question a lot of what many people have said that this money was just completely unnecessary. This quote-unquote quote American relief package or $1.9 trillion that, that Biden continually talks about that was passed in January. Here you have a school district that was given money, supposedly— you know, this was supposed to be for COVID mitigation and and you know, but filtration systems and and whatever else they needed to be able to safely reopen. Well, apparently they didn't need all that money because they're handing it out now. And what were school bus drivers doing if kids weren't going to school? How did they perform uh, exemplary in this in this process? And then the other question is this: the, this school district got over 188 million dollars in this COVID relief bill. But not a mention of returning any of that money to the taxpayers and lowering the tax burden on the on the people that are actually paying all those bills.
3: Oh no, because the schools want; they think more money will solve their problems. If we just had more money, the students would do better. The problem is, is that schools are so mismanaged and so full of bureaucracy that that money never makes it to the student. It's bogged down in HR hell, and you will never see that money get down to the students. And that's the hard part. And as as a teacher, I can say that the transition to teaching online was hectic at first. I've never worked so hard in my whole life as I did when it first happened. Once I got over the initial transition, it wasn't bad. But the problem is, is that my students who are of the lower socioeconomic bracket are the ones who suffered. They don't have the great fast internet most of them don't even have their own computers they're sharing one computer in their whole family so if you've got four kids and they all have to be online school and you've got one computer in your house that they're done like that and that's the problem is that money should be funneled to the students not to the schools because we and i'm i'm i will go to my grave saying this because unions will protect the mediocre teachers and the worthless pieces of crap. And that's the part that pisses me off the most, is those bonuses are going to be blanket bonuses given across the board. It's not going to be based on what the teachers actually did. So the teacher who did nothing and sat back and played with their dogs and you know spent the time with their kids and didn't do their jobs are going to get the same bonus that people who are working 90 hours a week who are doing one-on-one sessions with all their students who are going to their students' houses to drop off stuff because their students didn't have internet access. That- those teachers are not going to be rewarded, and that's the problem. So I'm I I am fully against this money. It, it should either be given to students or it should be given back to the government because they're going to the students are now going to end up paying for it when they're adults.
0: Britt, I have a problem in general of any government employee getting a bonus, uh, a taxpayer funded bonus. That in itself is a problem to me. We don't see it just in education; we see it at all levels of government. We've done these stories often about every department in the federal government, state government, same thing. They award these bonuses from taxpayer money.
1: Yeah, they, uh, well, you know, the, the government, they like to play private business. You know, like when we were kids, we like to play doctor and nurse, you know, and whatnot. They like to play private business. And then, but they don't have the, the the pitfalls of being a private business. They don't have the dangers of being a private business. In government, if you make a bad decision Oops, just raise taxes. We'll cover that screw up. In private business, you go under. They don't have that. So this is all just grifting, paying money. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I I know Vince put the caveat about, you know, individual teachers are, you know, excellent. But the, it's when they become. I I, I I used to be like that, and I have morphed. I am done with the public school system. It needs to be nuked. It's got to be gone. The money follows the student. I, I want that voucher. I, wherever my kid goes, I will find someone to teach my children that know what the hell they're doing. I don't need some bureaucrat in Washington, D.C. or Sacramento, California, or even at my local city you know, uh, board me, school board meeting telling me how my kid's going to get educated. They are grifters. They don't care. They are pieces of shit. I am done with them. They have proven in the last 40 years to be worthless. When we are graduating students in these poor school districts, I can't even read the diploma, I'm handing them or we have wait, what was it up in it was Seattle uh, or, or Portland or somewhere up there where they just lowered it that to get a diploma, you don't have to be able to read or, or do, math, uh, do math. But hey, you know the difference between a riot and a protest. Those people are worthless. They are a leech on our system, and they are the problem of our system. And we are seeing that now. And we are headed to a divorce, people. We are headed to a divorce. You want it peaceful or do you want it rough with lots of lawyers involved? I think I'd rather peaceful. But if we don't get our education under control, we're done as a country. If we don't have kids that can, you know, get that rocket back from the moon like we did, what in the 60s for Apollo 13? I mean, that was that was people doing real math, not not just common core crap. We would have put Buzz, what was it? Uh, who was the uh, who was uh, um, Woody Harrelson's character? We would have put questions. him right into the know. sun. Nobody
0: here knows the answer to that question, Britt.
1: Yeah, Brit? yeah. Uh, we would have we would have put them right into the sun with the with common core math. My point is. If, if you don't speak up, these teachers don't speak up and don't start telling their, their union members that, no, we're not doing this, then they are just as bad as their union members. They are worthless. You know, no more. You know what? Gone. You know what? Our country's going bankrupt. We're going to start with the education system. No more pensions. No more nothing. The schools are gone. Goodbye. Good luck. Good luck. That's yeah. where I'm at with it.
0: Well, we're a little bit over time here, so thank you to everybody for hanging out with us. We've got one more thing we need to do here, and I apologize in advance for having to play this video again. Um, but I have to oh, to because we've uncovered some more things that are important. You've seen this one already, but I need to play it to to put things in in reference here.
1: <laughs> and the oh rule follower God. isn't here tonight, so while the cat's away, the mice are gonna play. <laughs> And the rule follower isn't here tonight,
3: so while the cat's away, the mice are gonna play. So while the cat's away, the mice are gonna play. The mice are gonna play. The mice are gonna play.
0: play. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so... It's important to note it's important to note in that video that uh, one of tonight's guest panelists uh, was involved in that Vince and I couldn't figure out for the life of me why Vince would willingly have participated in that. I mean, I I we had to do some I had to get a few more investigators on this and what you didn't see Are you the one secure? Pardon me are you a
1: little insecure
0: what we did what we didn't see in that video because it flashes by a little too fast is what was really going on with vince no one at, watch at everybody the, turn their the computers off t- don't watch time, this at the turn time off your computers at the time that that was all happening now you can see there's an envelope there it says as agreed brit and there's just a lot of cash hanging out of Vince's shirt there so clearly vince was paid off to participate in that little uh little affair there the cats away the mice are gonna play uh then so hey listen i don't i don't I've, knock anybody for, uh, for doing anything for a buck so i'm okay with it actually i've
2: i've, I've laughed the fifth. at dumber shit i've laughed at dumber <laughs> shit for less
0: Yeah, so, so Britt, I don't know where you came up with all that money, but if you're handing it out, hell, you can do it every night if you want to send me a lot of cash like that. I'm sure Trish should be into it, too. <laughs> anyway, that's that's going to do it I for tonight. The kind of money. And that's going to do it for tonight. As uh, we said at the beginning of the program, uh, Britt and I heading to Atlantic City. Wednesday night's broadcast will happen. Come hell or high water, uh, we're hoping we can get there in time, get the studio uh, set up on location, and do the show as normal. If not, we'll be on our phones, uh, walking around or something. But it's going to be a great time. So I'm looking forward to it, uh, Brit. You know, motorcycles and and uh, Patriots. I think it should be fun.
1: Hey, motorcycles, Patriots, beer, and I'm hoping the weather's warm, so we're all wearing bathing suits. It's going to be a great time.
0: Oh, I didn't agree to the bathing suit thing, so I maybe mean, we should talk about that off oh, air. I said, I said
1: we all. We okay. all. All right. Um, but yeah, that's going to be at the Showboat, the showboat Hotel on uh, the boardwalk. That's right. Is where it's at. And then what do we got to do? We got to uh, smash the like buttons. Please smash the like buttons on YouTube. Subscribe, please. Uh, Foxhole, everybody at Foxhole, thanks for hanging out on a Labor Day weekend. Um, I'm surprised we had as many people as we had on all of our streaming sites on a Labor Day weekend. But thank you for being here. And uh, when are we back? We're back Wednesday night, hopefully. Yeah,
0: Wednesday night's the plan. Again, in Atlantic City, Wednesday to Sunday. Looking forward to seeing folks there. We've got some T-shirts and other things we're going to be handing out. Looking forward to that. Trish, thanks so much for being here. Always love having you on the program. Vince, you too. I hope you spend that cash wisely. My pleasure. And uh, just warning to you two guys. Uh, we will be doing a lot of broadcasting. Britt may have already told you about this, so we may be reaching out to you periodically to jump on the show at odd times. If you're around, if you're not, that's okay, too. But we're going to be broadcasting several hours every day So uh, while we're in Atlantic City, so we may be looking for some help from you guys. So hopefully you can do Great. that with us. Sure. All right, cool. All right, that's going to do it for tonight. Thanks for being here, everybody. We'll see you next time.